0: I just have to say, my kids are the best thing to happen to me.
1: What up, what up, good people? Uh, tonight, I got a, a good friend of mine, and any Greeks out there, you'd be glad. I don't want y'all to think I'm biased and everything, but I actually have a Q on this time, because Chuck, I I, I, have, you know, I have my friend over there, quite a few, quite a few, and I had some capital, so good to have a Q on, so... Unfortunately, I don't know any Iolis. My bad, my bad. <laughs> but yo, the pleasure. I got actually, a... you do know one. Who?
2: Oh, um, Drew Fraser.
1: Drew Frazier in um from Brooklyn, old school, mad cool. Old oh yeah, school. yeah.
2: Sync, sync, sync,
1: sync. Yes, yeah. yes. That's right. That's right.
2: Yeah, I'll I have think he's still a founder. <laughs> <laughs> I think Sync is a founder.
1: I'll have to reach out. <laughs> anyway this is my guy a good friend of mine also a comic and like i said he's also greek and i'm um, also an actor my homie mr chuck burke oh no brother
2: what's up good brother thank you for having me man i'm um, the show it's a very good topic that we need to have out there and it's something that we need to know as 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 men in general not just black men in general yes to sir. talk about yes, sir. what it was like you know and whatnot so Thank you for having me on, and no, I appreciate no the I appreciate the introduction, man. Yo, I I respect you. I I seen you in this game, in this hustle, holding it down as a as a as a family man, as an entertainer, and also you know earning a living and doing what you do is is respectful, bro. So um, congrats on this platform, this new extension of everything you're doing.
1: Appreciate that. Appreciate that. And again, uh, you know, I feel the same way because I know. And it's gotta be tough with you, cause like I said, actor, comedian, and you have a huge family, and you know, so you got your hands full, and that's why I had to have you on here too, just to figure out, you know, find out what it's like and in, in your in your shoes, and just so just so people can, for one, I think it's for black men, you know, uh, maybe just people with father issues, so they can realize what we are thinking and. How, and is also for black women to realize with their husbands, baby daddies, whatever, what they're thinking, what they're going through. So so you'll just see, think we're just being assholes or whatever it may be, that a lot of times we just got some things going on with us. And this is just how we process and handle things.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yo. So, um, I don't know how, where you want to get started, bro. Where you want to oh, get started?
1: I, I always start from the
2: beginning. How was it like growing up with your dad? It was not there. My dad okay. was um my mom and dad they split up when I was 1. So I was born in Chicago, Illinois. Okay. My mom moved to Bridgeport, Connecticut and they split up when I was 1. So I had that um dad that was kind of like on the phone. It's like, yeah, let me talk <laughs> to my son type dad. Yeah. <laughs> and then it you know, my mom God rest her soul, she passed away in 2017. I but I noticed that the older I got, the more I understood their complexity of their relationship Mm -hmm. because she's a single parent mother I'm the oldest so I have a younger brother and a younger sister
1: so three of y'all
2: yeah there's three of us on my mom's side Okay. I got two sisters on my father's side that I did not grow up with Mm -hmm. but I could tell how I was I was growing up becoming more of a man how it became a little more difficult to deal with my mom and I can imagine like hearing those conversations he needs some new shoes Tell him you need some new shoes. Tell him you need that. And yeah. it was like, okay, the pressure to be a father and to have to be a father of the phone and not be able to be there probably wore him down to the point where he did everything he probably needed to do but could have done more. Uh-huh. So I kind of resented not having a dad growing up. Oh, cool. So for me, it was like I didn't have anybody teach me how to fight. I had nobody teach me how to play you know, baseball, basketball, and all that stuff. So it was like, you know, my mom was there, winner. And so for a lot of my years of growing up, I learned how to be a man based on the people I was around. Yes, And so I knew that when I became a father, I was going to do everything that wasn't done for me. So that that way I would fill in the gap of what I wished I had. And you know what's so crazy? These daggone children I'm are title. So- when you give them what you didn't get, they don't even appreciate it. I'm like, all. yo, you don't know what I didn't have. Like yeah. I I came to every recital. I came to uh-huh. every every boring show. You but yeah. my my children, you know, they they they're pretty brilliant. So I enjoyed okay. stuff but so,
1: All right. Before you go there, is your pop still alive?
2: Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Okay. My dad um he is probably like 72 now. Okay. Yeah, 72, 73. And um, yeah, he lives in Chicago, has another wife, and has two adult daughters. Okay. And um, we actually got better the older we older I got. Mm-hmm. Cause when I became a teenager, we used to go back to Chicago because that's where all of my family was. His side, my side, yeah. my mom's side. And so we used to go back and visit a lot. And then as we got older, we kind of stopped visiting. And then one year we went for a funeral and I asked him, I said, Yo, what um, whatever happened between you and my mom and he explained that he tried to make that relationship work in terms of like between me and him but it got more and more difficult with dealing with her and so and I was at a point in time in my life where it was getting difficult for me to deal with my mother it was like her way or the highway Uh and I understood his point of view and then I understood her point of view and then eventually when i got to college me and him started talking a little bit more and we kind of talked but it's more like talking about football season
1: yeah yeah or couple of things.
2: Personal. yeah but yeah yeah but then over time i had children and so i brought you know my son my oldest son and my daughter they've met him and my youngest son we haven't been so that he hasn't met him yet but um it's like that bond of having a grandfather is not there as it could be, but it's awareness, they they are aware he's there, yeah, and he I'm does he does him. he does reach out and try and call oh, and cards cool. and stuff like that. So it's not like he's a strange now, it's yeah. just that we're building on what we got for what we have right now. And yeah, you know, it's so
1: funny too. Because the last person I spoke to, or I had a conversation with, um, we we were explaining how we, um, you know. We understood the relationships of our parents as we got older. And and like you said, I I had a resentment because my past wasn't around. Then I got older, I kind of learned like who he is. So I wasn't as angry, you know, and that's how your parents, they, you know, they just trying to figure out too, because there's no manual. So what they don't know, you know, they just don't know. <laughs> they don't know how to affects oh. you. Um, I was talking to a uh, frat, my frat brother, and he was telling me how his son at, 16 they broke up when he was his son was about probably six or seven and at 16 his son was just letting him know like like still upset that they broke up still had some feelings about I saw it. that
2: episode yeah yeah, 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 yeah episode. it's my friend jason i was like
1: wow i didn't know it affected him that long but he said you know you saw the episode but yeah i'm sure as he gets older it's gonna really click for him too you know what i'm saying and,
2: and you know what full disclosure man it's tough, man, because I ended up being the kind of father that my father was at first without even knowing mm-hmm. it. Meaning, like, it's I didn't, name. I had a, <laughs> you for know, no, for real. <laughs> it was crazy because I, in high school, I dated this lovely girl. We were in, we were, we were in love, went to college, and she went to a different college and we dated. And she and I broke up, but she was pregnant. And I didn't know if he was mine or not. And so what ended up happening was like first 10 years, nine years of his life, we didn't know. And then we took a test uh and then turns out I was about to get married and I was like, yo, want to take this test? And then I did get married and then we did take the test and turned out he's mine. So I had a nine year old. Wow. That I didn't really make a bond with. And it wasn't because I didn't want to is because I didn't know. Yeah. So over the next four years or five years, me and him started developing a relationship. He's my oldest. Okay. And boy, look like me and everything like that. But um, it was like it was it was amazing how long it took for us to make this bond. And now we actually do have a tighter bond. It was well, consistency. And he was not all on board at first because I'm this new dude and all of a sudden nine years old hey this is your dad this is your father and it took a while but over time i just stayed consistent calling now reaching out out. and then now it's like he's he's me and him have a great bond i i I love him he's great he has more than one dad because he you know he grew up in the house with another father it's just like the dude is super amazing computer science engineer makes more money than me He paid off his own student loans. I mean, it's like, wow, God couldn't have handed me a better deal. Mm -hmm. And I have to change no diapers. So that's pretty
1: (laughs) cool. you missed still on that part. (laughs) Nah. Yeah, that's dope. Yeah, you definitely don't think it's ever too late. At the same time, when people say, like, it's so hard for human beings. But when people tell a kid, hey, this your father, in 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 human being's mind, you think we're supposed to bond right away. (laughs) Yeah, it takes time. That's not how we
2: work. That, you gotta build that bridge. You gotta yeah. build that bridge. That's like you
1: somebody know. like, hey, hey, you know, say hello to your brother. You like in your head, Yo. you think we sit bond like brother, like Yeah. You know, so I, I definitely get it. But that's that's great because I, I always feel like it's just never too late to know where you come from and you know, just your habits, you know where your habits come from. That's my biggest exactly. thing.
2: Yeah. And he's a great he's a great young he's a great man. Nice. I mean, like, you know, he's 30 and he's 30 now he's 30 years old bro he's 30 years old yeah, yeah my ch- daughter, no, i'm not trying to blow up your spot how old are you i'm 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 old enough to tell and young enough to not know <laughs> <laughs> i'm 51 bro i just okay turned 51, I, all right all right one and my daughter is 22 okay. and my youngest son is 20 and so yeah so that's 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 the brood that's it that's all i got and so um okay yeah, man, it's been interesting. And me and my daughter, like, she's the one that I, my daughter and my youngest son raised them from birth. Yes. And poured everything I can into these. And and it's like, it's amazing to see yourself evolve through your children. Mm-hmm, and it's mm-hmm. just like, I see a lot of me and my daughter. And I'm like, my wife always says, y'all just alike. And that's why sometimes y'all can't get along. <laughs> <'cause> <laughs> And I was like, yeah, she do, you know, and she's an actor. So she's definitely got that, 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 that creative gene in her. And, um, you know, my youngest son, this dude is an, is an anomaly. He's like, he's persistent. He's like my wife when she wants something, she's going to go after it. And she's going, she's going to work towards it till she gets it. He's mm-hmm. like that too. He will consistently, just go on and on and on and on and on and on like till you want till he gets what he wants now full disclosure he does have autism and Mm -hmm. he he does have speech delay but that boy he's persistent i mean he 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 knows how to communicate good enough yeah (laughs) whatever, whatever he does want, he will say whatever words he thinks he can say till he gets his way and sometimes it can be difficult hence i'm inside of a car i'm not in the house because that boy wilds out and i just got to take a break sometimes and, mm-hmm. and he's got great hearing i think he can hear me from outside out the door, what you doing what you doing yeah. <laughs> yeah man we can we can get into that a little bit later that's whew, whew, man being a dad yeah. with um a child with special needs mm-hmm. more power to any other any any parent Period, mom or dad, auntie, caregiver, cousin, brother, it's it's not it's not easy, man. It's not easy, and um, it's not easy for Black folk either because we tend to not acknowledge these types of things in our community. True, true. And God bless the Jewish people; they have created a whole world for their own people to be able to extend a welcoming hand to other people's children because they have a lot of resources yeah, that yeah. they've developed and in my heart I really feel like we as a people need to do that for our own as well. And and it's like it's needed. But anyway, no, no, no it's okay.
1: No, no, no. No, no, it's good. It's okay. Uh we never had I've never had this conversation, you know, so it's it's good to know, you know. So uh yeah, whatever's yeah, yeah. on your it's... mind about that. And how old is he again?
2: My He's 20. He's 20. 20. He's
1: 20. Okay. So
2: What's interesting is that um, we knew something was not correct or at least not progressing the way it should have progressed when he was like three years old. He wasn't really saying much. And he wasn't like by the time he was everybody in my family. were pretty much potty trained by nine, 10, 11 months, by the time they were 12 months underwear. And so for him, he was already two years old and still not getting it. And I thought something was not right, and then he wasn't really saying words. And everybody's like, "Oh, boys are different." Like my daughter, ten months. Of course, she was you know in her pull ups. By the time she was twelve months, underwear, go to daycare, boom, she was good. And then they're like, "Well, boys take longer," and yada yada yada. And I'm like, "I don't know, man. I know my family. I know. I know. I know how my I I potty trained my little brother, and so I know it don't take this long." And so we did get them tested and evaluated rather what they do is they do this mm-hmm. really so this is useful information for anybody that got a child that they think might be. Get your child um, go to a pe- developmental pediatrician and get them evaluated and 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 then just listen. sometimes you don't want to hear what you yeah. what you are It's yes. kind of being
1: to now. yes
2: Just listen, man, because the the more you listen and the more you get on. Opening up to the resources that they may need earlier is mm-hmm. going to be a lot helpful. A lot balance, for them yeah. on. And it's like, you know, and I, and I'm aii I'm a Christian. I believe in God and I know God don't give us more than what we can bear, but I know that something was not right. My wife kind of knew it. We finally found out. And then over the years we were able to get a couple of, you know, interventions like speech therapy, okay. OTT, all these different things, and we moved to New Jersey because of the resources. We were in New York City. They had a lot, but it was like hard to get to. Mm-hmm. So he ended up spending an hour and a half on a bus for a 45-minute session to be yeah. driven back an hour and a half. And it was just like, nah, this is too much. So anyway. So fast forward to um he's been he's like up until this age, like now mm-hmm. that he's 20. I think COVID and a lot of stress has just changed his behaviors because he's always been the type of kid he loves running. He loves swimming. He, and he eventually, you know, he became most children with autism. Don't run really want to be around other people or they have different sensitivities. He has a lot of food sensitivities. So we know that when he's out of whack, I heard that before he's had some sort of like blockage in his bowels or something that he didn't agree with ate. And it could change his whole behavior. So now it's like, bro, I sent you a text with the video. You might see it later on.
1: Uh huh. I didn't get the chance to watch it. Yeah, but,
2: but when you nah. get a chance to watch it, sometimes he has these vocal outbursts. And it's like he's trying to say something, but he doesn't know the words to say. And he just uses the words that he has. Uh-huh. And then he's now getting so loud. Like, I mean, this dude has the greatest theater voice in the world, I mean, <laughs> James Joe Jones, and it's just like, yo, you need to calm down. But I could see from his demeanor, he's stressed. He's yeah. having some sort of like anxiety or some issue that it hurts me to my core when I don't know what to do to help him express himself or alleviate whatever's going on. So we've had these outbursts happen more than ever lately. Yeah. To the point where now we have to seek another school. He's like running out the the room. He's like you know up in people's faces, and but he's the kindest, gentlest person. And it's like, what is driving you to this? And he's never been physically aggressive.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: It's just like what has happened is like. So me and my wife, we kind of are dealing with this the best way that we can. Definitely with a behaviorist. Um. Shoot, we actually have shared custody in our house. (laughs) What does that mean? That means one week he is my child and she don't have to deal with him. And she gets a break. I get him up. I get him on a bus. I get his food. I get his medicine. And then the next week he's her child. It makes sense. And it it helps us. And then there's times when, you know, one of us has to do a little bit more than the other. But it just you shouldn't have to live that way. But for the time being.
1: Yeah, you're you know doing me? questioning, judging it because you're doing your best, and I think yeah. that's a great idea for you know, give you a break, and then when time by the time she's stressed out, you ready, you up, you energetic, you ready to ta- you yeah. know, deal with him and tackle it. So that's it's, that's a great idea.
2: It's like tag team. It's like parenting yeah. the WWE. It's like Ain't yo, no
1: manual. <laughs> so sounds good.
2: Yo. <laughs> yo, so yeah, man. So like all of our earlier years were developing his his, his, um, his dietary intervention Uh and then managing him. He's always been a great kid. He's been a great, he's still a great kid. It's just that he's going through a lot of stress and we don't know what's, what's, um, what's triggering it and what's making it happen. We think we might have an idea. And I got to tell you, man, there's some days where I'm just like, yo, I, I gotta take a walk. I can't take it, man. And then, you know, and I can tell that my wife has more patience than me sometimes. Yeah. And it's just like, I don't wish this on anybody, man. I really don't. I'm just like, we got to figure out something from something soon, especially because he's a 20 year old black young man. I mean, he he grow beard. He, you know, he's handsome. He does. When you look at him, he looks like a regular 20 year old kid until you try to talk to him. And what makes me afraid is that if he has, you know, uh, an an episode or breakdown and he's out in public, with all this stuff that's happening with police and people who don't know him, we live in a kind community where people know him. He's like the little mayor of the town. Everybody knows. So if he was to do something, people would kind of know, but if we're out somewhere and he does what while out, he has to be with someone that can communicate to people. Yo, he's all right. Just let me get him. Otherwise I fear for his life, man. I fear for his life.
1: And so I just had this conversation with my coworker today that, like, um, I mean, going up for the topic a little bit, that no, it, police officers should have like a, some mental health therapists when they go on calls, where they think, you know, it's because, you know, them police, honestly, they're not taught to deal with that. They just know yeah. handcuff, tase, shoot if they feel threat, you know what I mean? So having a mental therapists will definitely stop a lot of that interaction. And that violent times interaction. In the news, yeah.
2: A lot of people with special needs have been killed
1: because yeah, if They don't understand. They don't know how to deal with it. So I, yeah, I think they should have mm-hmm. a, a specialist with them on those type of calls. But, um, so let me ask you this though. What, what has being a father taught you about yourself?
2: Yo, um, I know that I can, I can love a human being to the point where they're going to thrive. I know that for sure. And I, and I know that, um, I see, a, I'm also a professor. So I have a little bit of like that, that dad in me when I'm teaching my students. Mm-hmm. And so they, some, of, some of them actually call me instead of Professor Burks, they call me Papa Burks. And That's it's like, but it's just like, um, it's taught me that black men are important in their families to whatever capacity that they can be a part of that family. If you're not with your family, be a part of that for far. do whatever you can but the influence that you have on your your family is key mm-hmm. and being a dad and being a black dad is like um shoot they should give us some some sort of like medals or something like that <laughs> you know doing what we do but you know you're supposed to do it you're supposed yeah. to you're supposed to be family but it's another thing to deal with society as a black man and then have to bring it home and teach it to your children we have a we have a we have a second or third duty that we have to do when we get home is to manage what's going on inside of our walls to prepare our children for what goes on outside so, of those walls. Yes. And yes. the best opportunity to thrive. And also give them the opportunity to make those mistakes, but not make those mistakes that's going to threaten their, their, their future. Because you got to admit, man, Black, Latino, people of color don't get the same passes. Exactly. As they and they do the same mistakes. But when they when they when they mess up, they don't get the same grace as everybody else. So we gotta be a little bit more on it. And as dads, we gotta, you know, step up and be like, Look, I get it. You gonna do some things, but you need to know it don't work the same for you as it does for a bunch of your other, you know, friends that are not black or not Latino or yeah, sure.
1: Yep, yep. And yeah, yeah, it definitely is a complex job. Again, that's hence the reason of the podcast, I don't know how everyone else <laughs> has come up, but being, yeah, being black and Latino, yeah, definitely a complex uh, job, you know, there's just more to it, you know, um, I wanted to ask, oh, yeah, so how you, could you just add a professor on a resume, how yeah. are you balancing all that <laughs> with the white?
2: You know, because my daughter was going to college, I had to get a full-time job. Other than that, I was always gigging doing whatever I could, stand up, acting, writing, what have mm-hmm. you. And then I was like, oh, I can say no money for college. So that's what and thank God I went to college and I got my master's. And so how do I balance it? I keep that full time hustle going. And then in the evenings or weekends, I'm giving periods of grace to be able to develop myself creatively. So thankfully, at my job, I'm able to produce and write and do the things and direct the things that I am write, so creatively I'm able to fulfill myself, and I also get to pour that into other students, and I get to see them thrive. Let's You know, to do stand up and whatnot, it takes a minute for me. I got to do it in seasons. I can't grind like I used to. Remember okay. back in the day, I used to go to the spots and beg for for a guest dope. spot or anything and bouncing you know, everywhere. Yeah, you go three or four places and you go four weeks in a row, and then all of a sudden talent to bust up in a room be like your turn and then just be like what word okay (laughs) nah i can't do that no more i'm too old for that but i i I put in enough time earlier where thank god people respect me Mm -hmm. and, and they give me the time to grow and do it so i can't grind seven days a week 10 different places like everybody else but i do get a chance to do seasons so like summertime i'm able to get out there and do a lot um early fall i'm able to get it here and there i have to pick and choose and use that time judiciously otherwise i i I just um i just fall to the wayside so my muscles my my stand-up muscles they get a little weak every now and then but then i get i get a couple of reps in and thank god for like jamie's spot man jamie and and nikki sunshine yeah harlem that's been a saving grace for me because they i've known jamie for so many years yeah, that Jamie's I can just best. show up and he'd be like, yeah, you good. Get on, whatever. And, you I, know,
1: know. I, I know he's busy with the radio and it's, and I'm, I'm trying to get him on. Yeah, uh, shout out to Jamie Robert. Jamie's great because even when I used to, uh, when he had the uh, uh, Sunday, Sunday night. Sunday 20, night live. Uh, yeah. I would come through and I'm like, I really come just to hang out because I know everybody's sweating them. And he'd be like, what's up, bro? You, you good? You want to rock? I'm like, oh, what? You know what I mean? I'm yeah. So Jamie always, always show love. And my He's first, that um, yeah, my first I had, first of all, I was podcasting before was a thing. I had an in there He was all the right. first guest I ever had was it, my wire? Oh, yeah. uh-huh. was it on LimeWire? Was it on LimeWire? Nah, nah, nah I wasn't giving nobody's computer viruses <laughs> <laughs> So um, let me ask, so so Pops, yeah, all communicate, but do you have uh, other male mentors?
2: You know what? Through the frat like I didn't even That's know right. it. Like I didn't know much about fraternities, and mm-hmm. you know, I joined the greatest one, Omega Psi Phi Fraternity Incorporated. It's the first historically first Black fraternity founded on history. I'm sorry, I couldn't, I couldn't hear. Fro- my
1: computer froze. Yeah, but, uh, yeah
2: 1911. <laughs> anyway, November 17, 1911. But anyway, I I didn't know about these this world of 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 Divine Nine when mm-hmm. I was growing up because I grew up in Connecticut, and yeah, then. Yeah. There were certain men that I was impressed by. Um, One of them is Craig Kelly. Shout out to Craig Kelly. He's in Bridgeport, Connecticut. This was a single dad who raised two young men by himself. Nice. In the hood. So he was like a unicorn. And to see a black man raising children, his own boys, was like phenomenal to me. Mm -hmm. And there were other people that I came across at UVA, University of Virginia, and whatnot that i saw that i was impressed with and it turned out they were all omega men and nice. those were the ones that shined a light on me that what it meant to be a, a man that that took care of his business and and handled everything he needed educationally financially um responsibility wise and also poured into the community so those were the type of dudes that i admired and came across and and just really um, gravitated towards to, hence me joining the frat and whatnot.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I get it too, cause I'm from the Bronx and from the hood, and but well, I look like going through this and that. So like, you can be my brother? What you know? And same, I, I just yeah, dudes, just the way they carry themselves. I, I I loved it, and I just I really I after going to informational, sit down and seeing what they was about, I respected. Like, look, there's two ways you could do this. The one way is like ah. The other way is highly respected, and that's how we yep. do it here. So do it, right. was like, it was it was straightforward, so I respected that. And yeah. blue is also my favorite color, but moving along. Um I'm not gonna Everybody hold you too got long. their own. Everybody I got their own. I got quick questions. So we yeah, almost done. Yeah. I got some quick questions for you. First of all, you said you watch the show, so I'm assuming you kind of know what's going on. Who yeah. is your favorite TV dad or dads?
2: Oh man, I I'd always loved um Bill Cosby okay and, um you know man also you know um from 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 um george jefferson <laughs> <He was like laughs>
1: george so crazy
2: funny man yeah. and, and just told it like it was real so like if you can combine james evans george jefferson and and cliff huxtable mm-hmm. you kind of got the quintessential father that can yes. do it all those yes. those three
1: those three yeah true 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 um also, now you know it's a podcast, so some people actually listen, some people might not actually watch. Who is your celebrity look alike?
2: Yo, this is hate. This for years everybody said I look like Rockman Dunbar. Everybody say I look like Rockman Dunbar, man. And I'm just like, no, I'm not him. And then they're like, yo, you look just like him. Nah, it's not me. Yeah. You was on prison breakout. No, I wasn't. You <laughs> was in the Tyler Perry movie. No, I wasn't. No, I was no. in the McDonald's gospel fest. Did you see me in that? I actually won. <laughs> I bet y'all walk up to Rockman Dunbar. Yo, you look like Chuck Burks. I mean, he ain't never got that. but
1: Yeah, yeah, he me. ain't get that. He ain't get that. I feel you. I feel you. It'd be like that. I, I noticed it at the end. I said it one time. I'm like, damn, I do see it. I, yeah, I, <laughs> I, I do resemble. I do resemble. Last question, and I'm going to let you go. Give me some advice. No, not even me, but just, just say a, a new dad. Give a new dad some advice. A job a jewel for him.
2: Yo, keep God first, and and don't do it for the accolades. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it's a thankless job, but you'll you'll see the benefits through the relationship you have with your your wife or your woman, and the children that you that you have um reared and grown up, and and you know shout out to all the deadbeat dads because. This is something you're never going to get. You're never going to get a new pair of shoes that you want because you're going to spend all your money on other people. So shout out to the deadbeat dads. You're never going to be able to, The real dads don't get to take vacations to Vegas and do what they want and never come back and never call back. Shout out to all the deadbeat dads because they got all the extra money to buy the fancy cars while the while the real dads got to buy a minivan and pay and pay the mortgage and um, pay the tuition and buy them extra tap shoes that were lost because they left them... In the, um, back of the back of the bus. Uh, and shout out to all the real dads that are just doing it because they love their children and they love their family. And they don't expect anything more than just the respect that they deserve. And shout out to Chris Rock because we do deserve the big piece of chicken. Let us have that. <laughs> Let us have that.
1: I like that. I like that. I like that. With that being said, again, my brother, I appreciate you. And mm-hmm. um, I'm glad to finally... Get on with you, have this conversation, and sit down with you. And, um, yeah, man, yo, thank you, thank you. You dropped, wait till you see, it. you're gonna like this. I appreciate I like you, bro.
2: I, I hope I hope I did well. And, um, I'm looking forward to seeing your platform grow and continue, man. And then, um, thank you you know, we can actually be in the same studio and I won't have to be hiding in my truck and whatnot and doing this. But, um, God bless you and your family, man. Love yes, you, bro. Sir,
1: yours too. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. And wait, good night, homie. I will you.
0: I just have to say, my kids are the best thing that happened to me. Yeah, to happen. yeah. And whenever I'm sad, they go always cheer me up. I love you guys. Hey boys, could you let me your ears? I'd like to open up. My therapy ain't I've been a dad since I was 21. I've been blessed with three beautiful daughters, and I got no sons. When I was young, I wondered how come? But I know now. Toxic masculinity would've been passed down Real men don't cry unless someone has died Pick your head up, hold your tears in with pride Hashtag girl dad, so glad When I'm sad, you won't could cheer me up I always will have your bags Lea, Jade and Lola, no one would come before you You all are getting older, that's three different personas And I love daddy daughter day Each one of y'all get a date with me individually My boo Berry and juicy. We could always play video games or watch a scary movie Hey, I just have to say, my kids are the best thing that happened to me Yeah, yeah, and whenever I'm sad, they could always cheer me up I love being a dad, hey, I just have to say My kids are the best thing that happened to me yeah, yeah and whenever I'm sad, they can always cheer me up. I, I like love being it, like dad. That, Yeah. dad. Oh